For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Grainger.com, or just stop by. Granger For the ones who get it done. Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. left to play and there's Wall down the lane again for two. Harden will shoot it from the outside and he picks up where he left off last season with a three. And we are back once again with another installment of Believe in the Rockets only on the Believe Podcast Network. And as always, I am your host, credential reporter for SB Nation covering your Houston Rockets, Cody Davis, along with my co-host, former NBA player, former Houston Rockets player, Joaquin Hawkins. CD, man, talk to me, man. I know you've been watching the games the last couple of days, man. I got to get your, your input on what you think about Mr. James Harden. Well, Hawk, we're going to discuss James Harden here in a little bit. But first and foremost, before we get things started, ladies and gentlemen, please remember to please subscribe to Believe in the Rockets on all your favorite podcast streaming services. And if you are listening to this show on Apple Podcasts by any chance, please be sure to leave a five-star review and let us know what you love about this show. But first and foremost, Hawk, before we start jumping in and talking about the Rockets and especially James Harden himself, how was your Christmas, man? Did you have a great Christmas? Man, it was beautiful. You know, spend time uh, with the family, um, ate a lot of food, uh, watched a lot of basketball, and um, no, it was, it was really good, man. How about yourself? Well, it was similar to yours as well. I ate a lot of food and I watched nothing but basketball. And Hawk, I must say, I was extremely disappointed by the players and the output that they put on. I understand that this was only their second game of the season. But at the end of the day, the competitive nature on Christmas Day was not there. However, on today's show, Hawk and I are going to discuss the Rockets' first two games of the season and why there are reasons to feel optimistic despite their 0-2 start to the season with players like DeMarcus. His cousins John Wall, Eric Gordon, and Ben McLemore all set to return back to the court on Thursday. And speaking of Thursday's game, we're going to preview the Rockets' next matchup against the Sacramento Kings that will take place on that very same day inside the Toyota Center for what is now deemed their home opener after COVID concerns forced the Rockets to postpone what would have been their season opener against the Oklahoma City Thunder this past Wednesday. However, we got to start talking about the phenomenal play and the phenomenal and the greatness of Mr. James Harden. This guy has looked just as good, if not even better, to begin the year. And listeners, Hawk, I am happy to say that I am hella wrong about what I said about this man a little bit over a week ago. You might be saying to yourself, well, Cody, what are you talking about? What are you wrong about? You can't be talking about the greatness of James Harden. You call yourself a rockish reporter. You should be used to the greatness that this man has showcased ever since he stepped foot on the court for the Rockets in since 2012. I'm not talking about I'm being wrong about this man's greatness. I'm talking about 
me saying if I was the general manager, I would trade this guy before the season began. And Hawk, I want to say, I want to give a special shout out to my friend Jonathan Bilberry, who always listen to the show, I must say. This guy called me out on my BS. He said, Cody, how dare you say the Rockets should trade James Harden before the season even starts? They should wait. And ladies and gentlemen, I 100% agree with my with one of my best friends and Jonathan Bilberry. The Rockets should not trade James Harden. In fact, I am now on board and I'm starting to consider not only should the Rockets not trade James Harden, but I think they should take a page out of the Oklahoma City Thunders book. And just go all out over these next two seasons with James Harden on your roster, with James Harden under contract, and try your best to win a championship, just like the Thunder did with Kevin Durant. And I remember when Durant left and a lot of people was getting down on the Thunders by saying that, you know, they should have traded him at the deadline. They should have traded him um, before the season started to get something back in value in return for Kevin Durant. But ladies and gentlemen, just like Kevin Durant and just like the Oklahoma City Thunder, there is nothing the Houston Rockets can get back in return that would equal the value or come close to the greatness of Mr. James Harden himself. True that, my friend. Man, I'm going to tell you, first of all, I, we're, I'm not surprised that James is playing the way he is. And uh, I think you remember our last podcast, um, I gave three scenarios, three perspectives. Mm-hmm. And my first perspective was, stay, James, stay for at least one year, man. Give it a shot. Give it a chance to develop. Um, I'm even more excited to to, to see uh, Christian Woods play. I mean, the, the kid can play, man. Just bottom line, man, he's he's a dog offensively, defensively. Uh, I seem like him and James are starting to create some chemistry. Um, I'm not looking at the Rockets, even though they lost, uh, you know, their their first two games. The fact that they didn't have their full roster that says a lot. They've been competing. Uh, they've been fun to watch, and um, I just I just really hope that it works out where. Uh, the Rocket organization and um, and James can just give it a shot for one year, man. Let's just see what happens. And I think that's what we are seeing. James Harden actually buying into Steven Silas and how great this team can be this season because Hulk, Regardless of the circumstances of what is going on with this team and what is going on with Harden demanding a trade and whatnot, I highly doubt that this man will be sitting here averaging 39 and 12 through the first two games of the season if he did not care about the success of this team. Now, Hawk, I do want to mention this. Maybe James Harden is using a little bit of reverse psychology. Instead of sabotaging the Rockets, he is actually going out there every single night giving his all because normally when we see a player of James Harden caliber and they are trying to force their way out of a certain city, force their way out of a certain organization. They always do whatever they can to not go go out there on the court and play, to not go out there and, and, and give their all. And you can tell that they're doing everything possible to not play as good. James Harden is doing the complete opposite. You know, I always like to use the example of what the New Orleans Pelicans went through with Anthony Davis. I mean, it got so bad with him and the organization to the point this man actually stopped playing games. And we are not seeing that from James Harden. This man has been engaged. He's been a second coach on the court, you know, coaching Christian Wood and Jay Sean Tay and, and all the rest of the guys on this court. This man looks very engaged. In fact, on Monday following their loss against the Denver Nuggets, he actually spoke on how much he appreciate Steven Silas doing everything that he can to put this team in a position to win despite having only nine 
guys available. And now, Hawk, <laughs> I want to bring this up before moving on. As a former player yourself, the last time you and I was on this show, you said that if you were a part of this Houston Rockets organization today, and if you were sharing a locker room with James Harden, you would be giving him the side eye, knowing that deep down inside, you were sharing a locker room with a guy who does not want to be a part of your team. <laughs> However, after what you have seen from James Harden through these first two games of the season, would you still be giving him the side eye if you was his teammate? That side eye has become more of, a, of an encouragement. <laughs> James has done everything that he needs to do on the court to prove to them that they have the same DNA as far as trying to win a game. And um, again, the way he's been playing um, with Christian Woods and, and all the newcomers they have on the team, he, he's been the James Harden of, of old, you know, scoring, uh, facilitating, as you said a little bit earlier, uh, being that, that leader, that coach on the court. Um, so if I'm, if I'm his teammate, man, I'm, I'm, I'm even more encouraged that he could actually change his mind, um, at least optimistic, I should say, that he could change his mind. Uh, but it's just really good to see him go out there and, and be himself. And uh, as I said, man, who, who knows? You know, only time will tell um, if he will end up, end up staying. And, um, you know, my, my hope and my praise that he, he does. <laughs> you, me, and everybody who considered themselves to be a part of Red Nation. However, Hawk, before moving on, I do want to ask you this. As a former member of the Houston Rockets, you actually had an opportunity to play against the Denver Nuggets inside Denver. And I want to ask, how hard is it to play against that team in Denver with the altitude being so freaking high? Because everyone knew going into Monday's game that this team was shorthanded. And when you factor in the amount of minutes that everybody played in that overtime loss in Portland, everyone knew that the Rockets nine times out of 10 was going to be far from their best. I had the opportunity to ask Steven Silas, you know, how much did the altitude, how much did Denver's altitude play into the Rockets losing that game on Monday and of course he is a guy like his father once taught him that as a head coach you are in the win now business regardless of what's going on you need to find a way to come out victorious and um he did not make any type of excuse he said the altitude did not play a factor but I know deep down inside it did it's not easy man um you can't you can't prepare for that I mean think about it if you're from California or just from the west coast in general even the east coast um it's not too many places you can go to prepare to play in an altitude like that so it's it's definitely challenging um it's it's unfortunate that you don't play in denver as much uh and they do have a little bit of, a, of an advantage because that's that's pretty much where their their training camp is or you know most majority of the time that they were playing or practicing there so it's it is a tough challenge uh, but at the end of the day, you know, my uncle always said, man, you throw the ball up and whoever wants it the most is going to win. And, you know, at the end of the day, it doesn't matter where you're playing at. You got to be able to be, be, get yourself prepared. Uh, but that attitude definitely has an advantage and the advantage will be going to, to the, the Denver Nuggets. And when I take a look back at not just the game against Portland, but also the game against Denver, despite getting blown out, I am very encouraged by what I saw from this team despite sitting at 0-2 to start the season, mainly because when I take a look at how competitive they look and how good they look at times on both sides of the ball, 
I'm encouraged because they did that without John Wall. They did that without Eric Gordon. They did that without DeMarcus Cousins. They did that without Ben McLemore, who were all out, of course, as we know, sitting sitting out due to a seven-day mandatory quarantine, period. I truly believe if this team can stay healthy, and like I keep mentioning, if everybody, including James Harden, can get on one accord, you are looking at one of the best teams in the league for the 2021 season. And I truly do believe, Hawk and listeners, if the Rockets had their full entire schedule within these first two games, they would easily be sitting at 2-0 to begin the season. And when you go back and you take a look at the Portland game, and when you go back and take a look at the game against the Denver Nuggets, you can easily point out where each one of these four guys that I just named would have made a difference. For example, Look at the game Nikolai Jokic had. This man recorded his 42nd triple-double. And a lot of it was made easy because he did not have anyone to match his size. Now, I get it. DeMarcus Cousins was never a great defensive center. You know, he was never the Kimbe McTumbo. He damn sure was nowhere near the level of Hakeem Olajuwon. But at the end of the day, what made DeMarcus a pretty solid defensive center was the fact his size. The man is so big to the point where it was hard for a guy like Nikolai Jokic to have his way against DeMarcus Cousins because of his size. Cousins would have made a big difference just being out there on the floor just to match up with Nikolai Jokic. I'm looking at it even a different way. The things that DeMarcus would have did on offense, he would have put more pressure um, on the interior, Um, even the the outside uh, play um, for the Rockets. And... You know, him being an, another offensive threat, it's, it's only going to lead to, to, to more positive uh, a, a positive out, outcome for the Rockets in the long run. Uh, he's a tough guard, man. I mean, he can post up. He can shoot the three, as we always talked about. Um, but having him and Wall, just having th- their presence, I think they would have brought something different that the Rockets needed. That's just a lot to say where they didn't even have their, their top players, all of their top players there. Uh, for that particular game. So as I said, man, I think we all looking forward to see how the Rockets will play uh, with a full roster and, uh, and and getting everyone back on the same page. And I'm actually glad that you mentioned how he would have provided this team with another offensive threat because, Hulk, I didn't even think about that. I was just looking at DeMarcus Cousins being missed just on the defensive side of the floor. And I'm glad that you mentioned that because he would have been another Christian Wood out on the floor. Of course, he's not going to be a high flyer like Christian Woods is. But at the end of the day, you're talking about a big who can space the floor and still provide you with a solid inside presence. Now, when you talk about the offensive side of the ball I do want to say that that is where Eric Gordon and Ben McLemore was missed the most because you're looking at what 20 to if it's a good night for both of them 30 35 points just between those two guys alone with their three-point shooting and in Eric Gordon's case not only was his presence on the offensive floor was missed his presence on the defensive side of the ball was missed as well because if he was on that court Saturday night I highly doubt that CJ McCullen would have given the Houston Rockets 44 points in that win on Saturday now I do want to say McCullen was in the zone but Eric Gordon on defense McCullen probably would have just stopped at 30 or 35 which means the Rockets would have came away victorious in that game And when you take a look at Ben McLemore, they were also missing their one of, if not their best three-point shooter coming off the bench. This is a guy who shot, what, 37% from the behind the arc last year? 
Yeah, Trailblazers, man, their guard play is just always spectacular, man. Those guards, CJ and Dame, I mean, they, they're no joke. You know, they can score 30, 40 points uh, at, the, at the head of a dime. And, you know, not having anyone to match up with them, um, it gives them the advantage. And I, I agree. I mean, if Gordon was, was playing, even if, if Wall, uh, or they just have their entire roster uh, to give them different looks, I, I think it would have been a lot a different outcome. That still was an exciting game to go into overtime. C. James hit, hit 44 uh, points. Uh, Christian Woods, I think he had, uh, what he had, 20, 25? Uh, he had uh, 31, I believe. There you go, man. They have the potential to be a really good team. And it's just, again, let's, let's get them all together, man. Let's, let's see what the Rockets can do if they have their full roster. And as you mentioned, um, having John Wall out there on the floor would have provided the Rockets with another defensive player who could have helped C.J. McCullum from dropping 44 points on the Rockets on Saturday. And um, speaking of John Wall, of course, his biggest absence was just having someone to, who can be the Rockets' primary ball handler, who can be the Rockets' primary facilitator. Of course, James Harden can do the job by himself. We saw it in 2017, but at the end of the day, that is the primary reason why the Rockets have been experimenting pairing him with another quality point guard to take some load off of his shoulders because at the end of the day yes James Harden is a phenomenal playmaker yes at the end of the day James Harden is a phenomenal passer but you don't want to ask him to go out there and average 12 assists when he's also giving you 39 to 40 points as well so with that being said John Wall I'm pretty sure he's going to be the primary ball handler because unlike Chris Paul, I believe he's going to be healthier. And unlike Russell Westbrook, he is a pass first point guard, which means James Harden is going to have a little bit more faith in John Wall than he possibly had with Chris Paul and Russell Westbrook. And when looking at ball handlers, not only did the absence of John Wall hurt, the absence of Aaron Gordon hurt as well because that is the primary reason why he is the sixth man. When James Harden and even John Wall is off the court, the Rockets still have a quality ball handler in Eric Gordon. You take him away, you take John Wall away, and that is what you get. James Harden trying to do everything for this Houston Rockets team to be the scorer and be the playmaker as well because they do not have any quality ball handlers outside of those three guys. Well, let me not say ball handlers. They do not have any quality playmakers outside of those three guys. And after what we saw in the first two games of the season, Hawk, as a former player now coach, how important is it to make sure that you have all of your guys intact when you go out there and try to compete on the basketball court? Yes, it is almost a necessity. Um, if you and I have some success in this league, um, not only got to have the commitment, the um, dedication of, of the players, but you know, being able to, to go into a game with some type of chemistry um, it's always needed. It's always important. And again, the, the best teams uh, are still playing in the playoffs when they, they can um, have that chemistry, that bond and that trust with each other. And you'll, you get that in, in the regular, regular season. Um, and as you getting closer to the postseason, uh, the teams that can gel the fastest are the teams that will continue to play uh, throughout the play, playoffs. So uh, again, we just we're just hoping and, and, and waiting patiently to have this, this rocket roster all together and uh, and see what they can do with this uh, this new group.
And Steven Silas mentioned on Monday that he is expecting to have his full roster back and ready to go come Wednesday at practice, which means everybody should be available come Thursday for their next game against the Sacramento Kings, who are currently at the time of this recording sitting at two and one. Um, they are led by Darren Fox, who got a big bag over the offseason. Um, he's Averaging, putting together a, a pretty good start to the season, averaging 19 points. Buddy Hill, in my opinion, one of the best three-point shooters in the league, is averaging 17 points, currently shooting 37% from behind the arc. So, you know, the Kings have a lot of great young guys on their team, but at the end of the day, I'm personally considering this the Rockets season opener because not only are you getting the four guys who were missing in their first two games, it seems like James Harden has bought into the system and Christian Wood is playing phenomenal to start the year. So when you look at where the Sacramento Kings are, when you look at where the Houston Rockets are, to me, it just seems like this is the perfect opportunity to go out there and get your first victory of the season. And not only that, this is also an opportunity for the Rockets to win two games in a row because after Thursday's game, they're also playing the Sacramento Kings again inside the Toyota Center this coming Saturday. The Rockets are going out there. You have one of, if not the best player in the game today in James Harden. Christian Wood is playing phenomenal. You have four hungry guys, especially two in John Wall and DeMarcus Cousins, who are going to be hungry to go out there and showcase that they are still an all-star caliber player. I'm very excited for the future for this Houston Rockets team. Uh, we need a big performance by the Rockets. They need a big performance, just the fact that they're they're 0-2. They should be hungry, they should be motivated, and there should be no excuses why they should come out, you know, with all cylinders uh, clicking and, and doing what they need to do, win a ball game. And with that being said, that concludes another installment of Believe in the Rockets, only on the Believe Podcast Network. As always, I am your host, Cody Davis, please remember to follow me on Twitter at Cody Davis underscore 24. Once again, that's Cody, C-O-T-Y-D-A-V-I-S underscore 24. And please remember to subscribe to Believe in the Rockets on all your favorite podcast streaming services. And if you are on Apple Podcasts by any chance, please be sure to leave a five-star review and let us know what you love about this show. And you can follow me, Joaquin Hawkins, J-U-A-Q-U-I-N, last name is Hawkins, also, you can follow me on IG at CoachHawk247. That is CoachHawk247. Until next time, ladies and gentlemen, peace. Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you, with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? 
That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.